Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. In the search for Barovia, our heroes discovered not Peter Baelish. Alan discovered artifacts that could defeat the monster. Quinny and not Pete were thrilled to reunite, and Reginald was revealed to be a key to finding Barovia? Can these unlikely heroes band together to defeat a terrifying evil? Find out next... On Dom Doms and Dragons. So the Fellowship of the Strahd is uh, gearing up to um, make the the trek uh, into Barovia. Um, as uh, as not Pete um, and uh, uh, Dice Thoreau have explained. Uh, Barovia is is less a geographical location now and uh, more sort of a, an ethereal plane uh, that uh, is controlled by Strahd. So it's not like, you know, you just walk due west for like 20 minutes and it's like, oh, well, there's the sign. I guess we're in Barovia now. We did it. Um, instead, um, you walk sort of uh, deep, deep into the woods um, and uh, sort of find your way from there. Is there any last preparations you want to make at the camp before you go? Unfortunately, not people um, will not be able to bring your glamping tent uh, as oh, the black. the magic. Uh, it's it's so magically inclined that if you were to try and bring it through the barrier, it would likely explode. I mean, like, like I knew that, <laughs> like, like I knew that, but it doesn't stop me from feeling deeply disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just want to uh, take a read through the book. Um, and see if there's just like a quick flip through. I'm like, any fun spells that I could learn that could help me. I and also know. just, just quickly over Alan's shoulder, not Pete's like, if you flip the pages, like down at the bottom, you see a kid like turn into a platypus, like the Animorphs <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah. And I then, try it. <laughs> uh, it's majestic. 
and but, in doing so, you're, right. you're you're filled with uh, childlike glee, and you just know in your heart of hearts that there's no way this series can end with a bleak statement about the futility of war. It's going to be just <laughs> fine. <laughs> Not um, Pete hasn't read the last book yet, so <laughs> he's just like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm sure they'll find a way to defeat the Yerks. Um, I can't wait for him to get I, I, out I of that bird body. <laughs> <laughs> Bias is kind of my guy, you know. Yeah. I I am like I have been having like a growing annoyance that like I relied on glass staff, the glass staff for so long to protect me, and now I just have like fucking nothing. So yeah, well, don't worry. Next time you get to a major city, you can just go to the local Magic Indigo and just uh, you know pick up whatever <laughs> you need there. Um, uh, I think of animorphs. Reginald would like to uh, to invite Alan to go for a walk. Do you know, give uh, Quinny and Nut Pete some time to catch up. The camera pants to crocodile dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and just Quinny and Nut Pete just like locking eyes and like nodding their heads slowly. And then uh, can I kick it? Yes, we can. <laughs> just like somehow starts playing. <laughs> yeah, it's from the old gramophone in the other corner. <laughs> yeah sure i mean i'll i'll go with him i'll like i won't shit this guy's with us now apparently as we'll hear what he has to say and with that resounding uh act of companionship <laughs> enthusiasm yeah um the, the two of you step outside <clears throat> great so reginald would just like lead alan away from the camp where it's not like having a conversation where everyone can hear and just be like so how are you? Seems like everybody's really caught up in this whole not Peter Baelish thing, but, uh, I mean, your sister's been kidnapped by vampires, which is weird. I mean, she gets into weird shit all the time, so whatever. Oh, so it's normal. All right, so you're not worried. I mean... Uh... Well, I'm not that worried. Valid, valid. Just wanted to check in on your feelings. Um, so, how do you uh, how do you feel about this Quinny guy? Uh, you mean like my traveling companion for most of the past? I don't know what three years. Something like that, yeah. Well, I mean, that plus also, you know, the king who gets to decide everything we do. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> like, I mean, he's not actually being a king, right? I'm kind of new here. I don't know what kings do, but last night, okay, where I'm from, uh, everyone who's in charge... Uh, tends to threaten to kill you a lot and they don't really want feedback and then they'll randomly just kidnap you. And last night, Quinny tied me up, threatened to kill me if I failed and told me he didn't care what I thought or wanted. So for me, it's pretty much exactly what I expect from a leadership figure, uh, which means, and you may see this, uh, but now I know exactly how to deal with him because I've been a general in the Horde before. Go Horde, sorry, gotta get over that instinct. Um, but... What you do is follow the exact letter of every order and you agree with everything and then you establish yourself as so incompetent they'll stop asking you to do things. 
But you do it in a way where they can't criticize you. They just think you're stupid. And he already thinks I'm stupid. So it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's one tactic. Well, I mean, that's a tactic for dealing with him. But here's the thing. When you work for a terrifying, murderous dictator, you sort of need to have friends at your own level. I, I think I, you I and I. I. Oh, look, look, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Quinny isn't exactly like a murderous dictator here. Like, I mean, well, I mean, how many I mean, people like, is he killed to get what he wants? Yeah, well, I don't know. Probably as many as I have. <laughs> All right, but what I'm saying is, he's a dictator, and you just seem to be sort of following him around and tied tied to bed. Kill me if I break the rules. Uh, I, that's just being an asshole. You'd be amazed. The Venn diagram between dictators and assholes is so much one circle. It is just shocking for all of us. But here's the question, Alan, because if you and I are going to be co-workers, allies, I, I want to be there for you. And right now it seems like you're very powerful. You've killed an equally number of people. It's very high. But what do you want? How can I help you get what you want from the world? Hmm. What do I want? That is the question. I mean, by the sky, you can have anything. What do you want? Oh, <sighs> look, fuck. Just say cut back to crocodile dentist for a bit. <laughs> Alan has twenty minutes to yes, watch. Yes, we Molly. can. <laughs> <laughs> can he quest like a tribe does? And we're just like bopping along. This is yeah, honestly okay. all I've ever wanted. It's only this the one. Great. It's the one track though, because it's like fantasy times. So you just have to be constantly restarting the uh, the needle on the record. That's fine. I cast Mage Hand, so it just does it automatically. We can keep, <laughs> we can keep playing Crocodile Dentist. Amazing. No, Quinny, you're yeah. so smart. You know, like, I know you're a king now. Have you considered, like, being a dictator, though? Because I feel like you'd be really good at it. Like, you've got all these great ideas. You've got your skills. Can you kick it? Yes, you can. Oh. What's the difference between a king and a dictator? I mean, uh, one is, like, all-powerful, but, like, a dictator is, like, all-powerful. You know, like kings have divine right. Okay, cool, I get it. But, okay. you know, a king, say, mm, dies, usually doesn't come back. Dictators are forever. When a king dies, he doesn't come back? Yeah. And you oh. did? Yeah, I did. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it into the ether. Uh, not Pete says as he like pulls another uh, tooth out of uh, crocodile dentist. <laughs> Nothing happens, just you know, sets it down. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe you're right. Because um, uh, the guy who was king before, uh, butthole Farch, uh, he died, and made me king of a car right kings don't come back huh that's right i mean generally speaking they don't i guess anything's possible in this crazy mixed up world of ours but uh yank another tooth comes out (laughs) nothing happens but you 
Here's how I see it, Quinny. If you have power, don't let it, you know, go. Some people think, oh, uh, it's better for people if others have a shot at the throne. You know what? I'll tell you what happened to my brother. <laughs> it did not end well for him, okay? He was all, like, trying to, like, just, like, worm tongue so hard up into a bunch of kings, right? And, uh, you know, like... <laughs> worm tongued up into a bunch of kings? Yeah, I, I get Using phrasing. his little finger. Yeah, using his just his little finger, and, you know. And I, but you know, however, you know, the way he chose to live his life, like I support it fully, hundred percent. But at the same time, I mean, it didn't end up very well for him because kings are constantly changing. Uh, whereas mm. if you have one person, one set of ideals, one way of ruling that people can understand. I mean, okay, granted, you look at someone like Strahd and you're like, ooh, yikes, you don't want that forever at all. Okay, yes, that can go badly, but you. You're, I'm not like Strahd, right? You're not at all like Strahd. You're a good person who can do bad things, but for the greater good. Yeah, and isn't yeah. that what we need in these troubled times? That's how I've been trying to see it. Thank you. You're welcome. Sometimes you just need a good friend to be the spectacles to make your vision as 2020 as possible. Yank. Ow. <laughs> uh, smash cut back outside to um, Alan, who hopefully has figured out what she wants. <clears throat> you know, I'm like, I'm just sick of finding ourselves in like places where like some asshole has just like saying like, well, this is how it's going to be. Fuck everyone else and fuck you. So you want to kill all the assholes or you want enough power that nobody can tell you what to do or what's well, that? What's the core jam? Look, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I'm not like, like power hungry or anything like that's ridiculous. Um, no, no, no. You want it for a reason, but well, it's like, I mean, like take Quinny, like he's a King now and yet he's going to like rest, help rescue my sister. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like, it just seems like a wasted opportunity to me. That's, I, I, I'm just saying. Well, which, which part of it's wasted? That he's saving your sister? I, I don't understand. No, that he's not, like, doing something more important. Well, that's, that's true. This does seem kind of like it should be a bigger deal for you than for him. It's kind of small potatoes on the national security front. Uh, all right, so what do we want to get for you, then? We want you to, you want to become a champion? Is that it? Some sort of avatar for that's... authority or justice or something? God, no. <laughs> All right, so what I'm getting from your wants is you're not crazy about Quinny. Because it seems like it's mainly no, just critical. No, 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 no. Quinny's Quinny. great, and he's been thrown into oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, a crappy situation. Ah. So you want to make Quinny's life better. You're drawing weird conclusions. I mean, like... 
No, I want just like fucking life to be better. Okay. Okay. So you want things to be better for you. If you had to choose like three things that are the worst about your life right now, what are your bottom three? And then we could just focus in on those. <sighs> Jesus. See, there are assholes who are more powerful than you. So we got to get you more powerful. Okay. That's a check mark. Just like running around aimlessly. Like, what are we doing? Okay, so you want you want to be able to pick where you're going and have it mean something. I guess so. Okay, what's what's the third thing? Fuck, I don't know. Really putting me on the spot here. Like, and with that, uh, not Pete and Quinny emerge, um, gently rubbing like somewhat sore from from crocodile dentistry hands, uh, both from the intricacy of the tooth pulling and from the occasional snapping of plastic jaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the um, uh, sort of a, a heavy cloud cover has rolled in uh, over the sky and. Um, Dice does that uh, weird uh, golfer thing where he just like licks his finger and holds it up to the wind. Uh, and he's like, ah, yes, perfect conditions to pass through the mists into Barovia. Then he looks to you, not Pete, and he says, um, you have been a, a tremendous mentor to me. And uh, I'll never forget all the ways you showed me you can defeat old people with thunder waves. Oh, I see Truly... Truly was uh, a tactic I had never considered, and I will always remember fondly our one-track listens while we played all wheat. I will keep your Oops, your tent wheat. safe, um, and uh, I will I will hope and pray for your return. But not Pete. If if this is truly goodbye, I just want to say thanks for all the wheat. Not Pete. Um licks his finger like puts it up to the air and said well dicey these are perfect conditions for making me cry (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then he he embraces you warmly um and uh and and then sort of like wipes the tear away and and starts uh ordering people to pack up the the good cook stove uh which honestly is is very large and, and complex it's a it's a proper uh dr seuss nightmare um, so people start like un, like unscrewing like weird twisty tubes and all sorts of weird bullshit. And like fondly, just not be just like, oh, we lost so many people carrying that up so many mountains. <laughs> yeah, there's just uh, uh, memorial uh, engravings along the side. Um, and uh, with that, um, uh, Quinny, you you kind of realize you walked in on something. Is not Pete is is uh, saying farewell to. Um, uh, Dice Thoreau, uh, what do you say to your companions before you go? Uh, my companions like Alan and, and Reginald? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just say, uh, well, if you two are ready, I think uh, whatever's about to happen is going to happen to get us into Barovia. Um, and, you know, I was thinking if it's so hard to find, maybe that Captain Plantier guy won't be able to find us in there. Maybe we can, you know, hide out in there for a little bit while we figure out what to do about him. Go King! Uh, and at the same time, Donkey Jr. jumps up and kicks all his legs out and goes, hee-haw! And it's like rhythmic. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you trained Goblin Jr. on the parade routes. Um, Donkey Jr. trained on the floor routine. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a similar skill, but but different. 
Um, and Alan, how do you respond? Um, I just say, yeah, let's, let's go hide for a while. Sure. Okay. And, uh, with, uh, minor grumbles, uh, coming out of Alan, the, uh, the team mounts up and heads deep into the woods. Um, as you walk, um, not Pete, you have, uh, the, um, uh, the deck of cards out in front of you Mm -hmm. and, um, it's not so much that you need to draw cards so much as you can almost feel a pulse come off it the, the closer you get um, to um, uh, Ravenloft and uh, the realm of Strahd. Um, as you sort of make your way uh, through a, a, a heavy, heavy rolling mist um, begins to kind of appear uh, like we're on a 90s Unsolved Mysteries uh, reenactment. Uh, so just like suddenly everything's moving like the mist is moving real quick and it's billowing and it's underlit somehow like it feels like uh the opening of like fact or fiction like yes, exactly yeah, is yeah, gonna yeah. come out at any moment you're like <laughs> you're in the woods um <laughs> we made that one up <laughs> and uh slowly the um uh the sort of rolling mist is getting thicker and thicker and rising and rising till eventually um you can barely see the trees you're just in full silent hill um, just sort of a, a, a constant gray around you. Um, it is admittedly um, a, a, a cool, uh, a cool mist. Um, like in that <laughs> it's um, temperature-wise cool, or yes. that it's it's uh, like both. It's cool. Okay. It's also totally radical. Um, oh my god. Yeah. It's like um, smiley face with sunglasses. Yeah, it's uh, drinking a Mountain Dew, eating Doritos while doing a backflip on a skateboard. Cool. Nice. Um, so, uh, Reginald, particularly for you, in any amount of armor you're you're carrying, it's it's always kind of a relief. Um, but also, given your time in the Black Spiders Horde, um, I mean, this usually precedes like a demon has been summoned. Fight it for me, or I summoned a demon. Fight alongside it and try not to let it kill you. Will you kill other people? So, not not the best. The best. Yeah, feeling. I feel like a lot of Reginald's traits are always in reverse, and he's like an expert in hunting fey fiends and undead. <laughs> But he doesn't actually use that skill oh, to hunt them. Any. He uses that skill to avoid them. <laughs> yeah, so this yeah. is walking directly towards a danger he can sense, and he don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no likey that. Um, and uh, yes, um, eventually it's uh, it's sort of so dark around you uh, now that you, you can see trees kind of when they're directly in front of your face. Uh, I'm curious cool. how the, uh, the team is staying in contact as you move into this mist. Um, I, I think sensing this, um, I would like to, cause I think this will be helpful further, uh, later on too. I, I'd like to cast Rary's telepathic bond yep. on the four of us. Whoa. Um, so it's going to take me like 10 minutes to cast. So you are sitting in the mist um, as Alan prepares to cast uh, her telepathy spell, uh, sort of weapons at the ready. Um, but again, I'm, uh, also, by the way, not Pete is just straight up holding hands with Quinny, just like <laughs> right, love it. Yeah, Quinny has both his hands full, one with his friend's hand, the other with a sword, and yep, yep. yeah, as, as you do, <laughs> gently so this... like swinging the hands, like partly out of nervousness, but also just because friendship. <laughs> 
So this telepathy thing seems like something you've all done before. So can you hear, like, all of someone's thoughts or just, like, the ones they want to send? Is it like writing a letter or, like, writing a letter where you can't have secrets? We've we've never done it before, so who knows? I don't know. No, but it uh, was, like, really handy when I was in that other dimension to be able to, like, chat without other people knowing that we were talking. They had these oh, really yeah, cool things that, like, anyways... Let's say one of us was thinking, like, like, fuck one other member of the group. Like, would that go through if you were just thinking it, or do you have to want them to hear it? You You want to have sex with one of us? Look, I've never actually done this before, but my understanding through my study is that you have to kind of will it to be said to everyone. So there has to be, like, an intention to say it. So you're not just, like, random stream of consciousness is going from everyone to everyone. All at the same time. Yeah, so fun. it's it's not just, you know, oh, like your deepest fears just popping out of your amygdala into just like everyone's frontal cortex. I don't think so. <laughs> I guess we'll find out, won't we? Perhaps we all This is a real high six game for all of us. Yes. I mean, I'm, 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 I've, I've started to really open up with you guys, so I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried. Okay, who's thinking just about wheat trading prices? I gotta know. Um, All right, so um, can each of you um, who is on watch roll me a perception check, please? Quinny would definitely be keeping an eye out. Mm -hmm. This is probably everyone but Alan. Yeah. Perception, you say. Perception, I do say. That's 11 from Quinny. Uh, 14 from not Pete. Yep. 18 from Reginald, and he's at minus one. <laughs> oh, still very good. Um, alrighty. So, just one moment, please. Um, <laughs> what was your butthole's wiz- wisdom uh, modifier? Your your butthole's wisdom modifier. Plus four. That's, I was going to say. That's, that's quite a change. Um, all right. Um, not Pete um, and Reginald, you um, hear a, f- a flutter of wings um, overhead. And uh, as you um, kind of um, um, squint against the, the, uh, the mist, um, you see just the vague shapes just far enough out of sight to hide bad CGI in a good horror movie. Um, a uh, flutter of um, black wings as a, a swarm of bats seems to um, fly overhead and then start to begin to circle you. Oh, shit. <laughs> bats. <What? laughs> All right. You guys watch the flanks. Uh, and Reginald will just step next to Alan to protect Alan. And what he's going to do is cover the head of his warhammer, which is on fire. So it goes out. And summon the flame sphere to, uh, oh, wait, if, if this is possible. I got to double check this spell. Otherwise, I did something really stupid, but I'm going to make myself do it anyways because it makes me laugh. <laughs> All right. So I'll start. No, nope, it doesn't specify. It is going to float directly overhead of us. Uh, okay. So nothing can come down towards Reginald and Allen. Great. Um, so immediately, uh, you hear some like bat screeching as, uh, they ignite and, uh, soon there's just a, a metal as hell, um, swarm of fire bats, um, uh, sort of encircling above you. Uh, and then they, um, uh, they, they sort of dissipate into the mist. 
Um, but the artificial sun continues to, to glow there as, uh, Alan, you continue to do this. I imagine this is a bit mentally like working a switchboard where yes, it's just like that's finding exactly the, what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, great. It's like, so for, you're trying to like, like each person. It's like a, it's like a, my mind to your mind, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my thoughts, to Wait, your thoughts. no, my only intentionally communicated <laughs> thoughts to your only intentionally communicated thoughts. And then like doing that to everyone. <laughs> I'm actually kind of astounded that the, the, the Vulcans didn't put that amount of specificity. And it really seems like an oversight for a society that's like that obsessed with wording. It's just like my thoughts. Just, oh, hey, no, stop thinking about my bulge. I don't know. Stop that. <laughs> Oh my boy. mind a. flooded with your emotions and I can't turn it off. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, A, that means there would have been a lot of really great Kirk Spock fan fiction that would not have been written. So let's think of that, okay? True say. Yeah, yeah. Protect the children. And also, B, <clears throat> I, you know, like, just because they're logical and super smart doesn't mean they're perfect. Societies, you know, evolve over time. It's true. It's true. It's kind of a nice little window into who they were before they got real serious about logic. Yeah. Would um, it be illogical if we kissed right now? <laughs> Unless. <laughs> uh, Mr. Spock, why do you keep thinking pawn far, pawn far, pawn far when you look at me? No reason. Captain. My mind to your mind, my butt to your butt. <laughs> uh, yes, the Tina Belcher version. I like it. Um, great. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Alan, you're, you're in the process of doing that. Um, and, uh, you certainly can still hear, um, the flutter of wings, uh, just out of sight. Uh, but the, uh, the glowing orb of fire seems to be enough of a deterrent that, uh, you're able to complete the ritual in peace. Um, so once you have switchboarded all the brains together, um, all of you kind of feel that additional ability now of um again in like in metal gear terms it's uh sub vocalizing in mental terms i think it really would just be if the intent is there so for mechanically for us obviously just qualify like all right so like i i think to the group blah 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 um because otherwise we will assume it's it's just to you to avoid any hijinks unless you cool. feel like your character would accidentally like uh reply all in which case like totally fair uh cool can i so, like bcc with this power get you know where it's like i'm replying to one person but like secretly everyone knows that that person i'm talking to has no idea like how how sneaky can not pete can't i mean yeah, that's a reasonable question. I, I accidentally yeah. that, that not Pete accidentally thinks to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Is that possible for any of us to do? I'm gonna say no. No. I think it has to be intentional, otherwise it doesn't fly. Um Got it. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to figure out the boundaries of the system to understand its parameters, okay? So we know we you know what? We know that. We know that now. We know that. A yeah, single, we gotta know the rules before we can break them. A single burnt bat falls out of the sky. Mm. Oh, you got one. <laughs> uh, uh, not Pete uh, kind of like picks it up and it's still like hot, hot, hot. Uh, but uh, holds it up by a slightly singed wing. Um, and I'm going to roll, um, I guess, for perception on this. Mm -hmm. Just see if there's anything I can grab from the bat. Because I... 
Not P can't help but notice that these bats came out when Alan was casting this spell. So maybe mm-hmm. there's something where like the bats or like something about Barovia and Strahd that is attuned to like any kind of use of like magic that's coming in. I mean, we kind of knew that already, but let's see if there's anything I know particularly about this bat. Yeah, I'd say um, I would take uh, a perception check or an arcana check. Arcana if you're trying to evoke the sort of magic of it, uh, perception if you're just kind of examining it. Ooh, you and, know what? I'll do an arcana check. Okay, and Ryan, you had something? Uh, and- I was going to say, Reginald would like to do the same thing, but just not tell anyone he's doing it because he has advantage on history checks to recall information about the undead. So okay, if it's cool. anyway vampire-linked, he might and know. And I just think, aloud, <laughs> I really miss being a bat. Mm-hmm. Fucking Xanthus, my fucking cloak of the bat. I want it back. And Quinny says, uh, oh, you got one. <laughs> and uh, not Pete just kind of like uh, swings their head, just like, yep. <laughs> so uh, I've rolled an 18. Great. Um, yeah. So, uh, Kat, you can very quickly ascertain as you kind of reach out with uh, the force uh, and, and flick its wings um, that uh, this does seem to be, this isn't a natural creature. Um, it's not a natural creature. It. <laughs> Has obviously manifested in in flesh and blood uh, and can be injured as such. Um, But for lack of a better term, you don't sense any um, uh, souls, probably the wrong term, but um, it it seems, despite being flesh and blood, almost like a shell. Like it's it's an artificial uh, thing. But um, it does definitely seem to have been attracted um, by uh, the use of magic. Incidentally, it's the same way you're using uh, the Taroka deck. Um, there definitely seems to be, particularly within the mists, um, a higher probability of, of sort of magical entanglement. Um, so yes, I think it would be safe to say that within the mists particularly, any use of magic will draw attention. So here's what's up, everyone. These bats are not, you know, typical, just, you know, mice that fly. These were sent, if anything, as scouts. This mist is able to sense when we are using magic. It acts almost, our magic acts as a beacon, flashing where we are to Strahd and to Barovia. We needs must tread carefully. And in his head, having rolled a 19, which was essentially the same number, uh, Reginald just thinks to himself, interesting, not Pete, is also not an idiot. <laughs> um, and uh, and he just, just moved up a notch in the team thought. Just to himself, not Pete, is just like, I am so fucking smart. <laughs> I, am just, I, am so, I am so good at being smart. <laughs> Uh, and I, I does just, it make like, it into the gratitude journal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to write that one down later. <laughs> oh, sure, just Pete, you're doing great. I I just yeah. uh, kind of tr- tramp uh, over to like the side of uh, the path we're following until I see like a felled like slender limb of a tree. Mm-hmm. And it's like finally, and it just, I just need like a staff again if I can't use magic. Oh. I just need to hit something, I guess. Cool. Yep. Very so frustrating. Uh, you pick up a uh, plus zero staff of fallen discarded wood. It's good Sounds for right. walking, bad for hitting. Yep. Um, Ryan, the uh, the piece I'll, I'll give you uh, off your 19, um, because I think 
recalling the history of something like this will act slightly differently than trying to ascertain the uh, sort of the reactivity of it that Kat was looking for. Um, okay. From the history of it uh, and your experience with vampires, because you probably knew a bunch, um, uh, these, uh, you know, it, it's it's possible, particularly when there's a lot of like weird necromantic shit going on um, for uh, essentially false beings to be created. Um, the uh, the term in, in uh, the horde was um, shells. And the idea is that uh, it's entirely possible for um, creatures of many sorts, uh, and you would often see this with with raised um, with bodies raised that like the the essence of the person didn't return to them. Um, these bats kind of feel like that to you. They feel like um, things you've definitely seen, whether it's wolves or bats or snakes or like any number of, of summoned creatures. Um, they have no no essential essence, no ether, no spirit. They are just um, thralls. Uh, and Interesting. you, yeah, based on your, who you were serving with, like this isn't uncommon. Cool. Um, I think he wouldn't share that, but I good for him, so. him slash me to know. Yep. Um, <laughs> wicked. So, um, with that, um, you, uh, moving a little bit more cautiously, um, you continue, um, along, um, basically there's no way to tell now which direction you're going. It's just kind of a forge forward as best you can kind of situation. Um, you encounter the tree that Alan broke her staff off of three more times. Um, but each time it's coming from a vastly different direction, despite the fact that you're still moving directly forward, uh, which is somewhat concerning. Um, and then, uh, after what, what, what seems like a couple of hours, um, a, uh, a light rain begins to, to hit your, uh, sort of sprinkle you as, as you, you walk. Well, uh, uh the uh, telepathic bond was nice while it lasted. <laughs> How many hours was it? One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what yeah, were the, the last thing, the last well, thing all of you hear before the spell fails is just Reginald going, no stinky armor for this guy today. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> just like cuts out and is done. Right. <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh, as nice the, the rain, uh, intensifies, uh, the mist begins to settle, um, a bit, uh, obviously as it's being broken up by, by rain and, um, you, uh, feel a crunching under your, your feet. Um, and as you look down, uh, you realize you're treading on bones. Um, as the, the mist recedes, uh, you find yourselves in a, a dark wood, um, with uh, heavy, dark gray rain clouds overhead. And um, amidst the sort of tangle of, of um, undergrowth, uh, there are um, all manner of, of bones. It's not like a, a solid, like, Terminator 2, like, <laughs> mountain of bones um, or Age of Apocalypse, if we want to deep dive into 90s garbage. Um, but um, definitely, like, there, there seem to be bones sort of scattered throughout the, the under underbrush here. I'm definitely like a kind of shaken for a moment because it reminds me of when Bryn and I got stuck in oh. Reginald's bag of of you know, soul orbs, soul orbs and shit. It, it's just yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of the same feeling, and I'm just like I I hated that feeling so much. Mm-hmm. Reginald just looks around and goes, "Oh, 
finally a normal countryside. Okay, <laughs> we can keep going. Uh, Pete just like gives a side eye to Reginald and then looks at Quinny like, this guy, okay. I'd say it's not normal for this, for our kind of country. Uh, this is, God, this is a nightmare. Um, how far does this kind of go? Can, is it just for as far as we can see? Um, so uh, because you're in, in, in sort of heavy forest, uh, you can't see very far. Um, okay. But uh, also the mist is still clinging to the ground um, somewhat. But um, uh, if you guys want to roll me an investigation check, um, you might be yeah. able to get more. Investigation. 18. Cool. Um, so, Quinny, uh, it very much looks to you as though, like, this isn't... Um, you can see bones sort of scattered in either direction, um, but uh, they do seem to be kind of concentrated at the edge of the mist. Hmm. Um, what's everyone's passive perception, please? Uh, 13. 13. 9. 10. <laughs> okay. Um, so as you're examining, uh, the bones, um, you know, CSI style, um, you can, yeah, you can definitely determine that, uh, they're of, of different, um, they've, uh, the age on the bones is very different. So like some of them are, are very, very weathered and have clearly been here a long time. Others certainly look more fresh. You can find a couple that still have, um, some sort of desiccated flesh and ripped clothing still attached to them. Um, and as you're examining this, um, you are startled uh, by the fast approaching sounds of hooves um, just sort of ringing out uh, like uh, almost unnaturally um, clearly uh, against the, uh, the sort of low level sounds of the forest. Um, looking kind of out of the direction of the mist, uh, you see a rider approaching at great speed. Um, that seems uh, sort of very, very slight at a distance. Uh, but as it grows closer, you realize that it is a skeletal figure um, atop a skeletal horse. What do you do? Um, so first off, I, I would not, Pete, uh, know what this is from any of like the books or the lore or traveling like the... Um, something, like... Go ahead and roll me a history check, please. Okay. So is this like some behold a pale horse shit? Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, history check. Okay, just a second. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this 
is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then, for if you do, you will be assisting the Dum Dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes. You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. Twenty-four. Damn, son. Uh, okay, so I think what we're gonna history say. Has its eyes on you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you have your eyes on history. Um, uh, I think we're gonna say that um, not Pete. You were instrumental in helping to plan uh, the uh, Vistani incursion into Barovia. I don't think you went yourself, um, just because those who who went in didn't come back out. So I think most of your knowledge is based on the sort of collected folklore that you were able to find that, that's on your bookshelf back in the glamping tent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of, uh, you're very much uh, Gary Sinise talking to the Apollo crew where you're like, ah, I, it's all I've ever I, wanted. I know <laughs> this, but I don't actually, I haven't done it. So fuck. Um, so yeah, you, um, you definitely know that um, uh, the, there are a number of stories about Strahd, uh, even in the outside world. Um, and it's what you know roughly of, of his capabilities is that um, he's not, he's no mere vampire. Uh, a, a regular vampire wouldn't have control of a realm such as this. Um, but no, if most of re- them just don't have the ambition. <laughs> it's true. They just, you know, they just want to date a sad lady in, in forks. Um, but. Um, you you understand that he was, uh, if the rumors are to be believed, a brilliant tactician and warlord, and he made some kind of dark pact uh, that led to his his vampirism. So it's not just a mere case of, like, he's got pointy teeth. Um, and the ability to summon creatures like this uh, would seem to be entirely within uh, his capabilities. However, um, you're also aware that the entire land around Castle, Castle Ravenloft and uh, Barovia and sort of the outlying regions uh, have been tainted by his, um, the sort of the amount of evil he's channeling. Um, so you're not sure whether he's summoned this as like this is part of his army or if this is just weirdly a side effect of this entire realm. Um, because he's basically turned this entire region into uh, a spirits Halloween store, um, and uh, so it's, yeah, it's a pop up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be somewhere you wanted to shop. Now it's a place you could. Um, so yes, uh, Skeletal Horse. Um, 
That said, uh, you're also not, with that knowledge, uh, you can ascertain that this might not actually be a threat. It could be, but you're not sure. Okay. Um, I suppose there's only a few ways to find out if uh, this uh, horsey, if this horsey boy is a threat or a girl could be a girl. It's a skeleton. Uh, this, this horsey skeleton. Um, can I, Oh, I've got a ring of invisibility. Mm-hmm. Um, can I use that? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so let me just pull the stats on that for you. I believe it's a, a charged piece. One second. I think Quinny will will take his cue from uh, not Peter Baelish, um, like disappearing, mm-hmm. um, but still being able to like feel his hand. Quinny's hand being like, "Time to let go. We got work to do." Um, and uh, uh, Quinny will say, um, uh, "Original, we don't know if this is like friend or enemy. You stay out in the open. The rest of us will hide and we'll protect you if." If they go hostile, that way you can flag them down and get information. And if it's bad, we'll be there to basically surprise and ambush this this person. Tom, looking at the person riding or the skeleton riding towards us on a horse, do they have like a a, a carry bag or like a bag on them anywhere? Um, no, they literally just seem to be bones uh, on top of us. I mean, I guess we could say they have like um, there's probably a, a saddle. Um, just because I the 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 visual of a skeleton riding a skeletal horse without anything is kind of dumb. Thanks Warhammer Fantasy for always making me paint those fucking saddles. So yeah, sure. There's a saddle with a, a saddle bag. Okay, then I think Reginald uh, in the horde skeletons are constantly used as messengers because you can shoot them full of arrows and theoretically they keep going. Mm-hmm. So the idea <laughs> that this would just be someone delivering mail is pretty like ingrained in his bones because it feels like the uniform. So wow. he thinks everyone's being an idiot mm-hmm. currently. Uh, it will just be like, okay, go king. Got it. And he'll step out cool. into the road and wave, like raise a hand and be like, oh, messenger. So Quinny will try to hide too. Great. And he's uh, uh, to hide if, if, if. Yeah, I, I, I will. Okay. So I need stealth checks from the two of you. Um, Kat, the ring of invisibility, uh, because it's a dope ass legendary item that you found in one of your amazing side adventures that are covered in, in, you know, our sister series, the adventures of not Pete Baelish, um, that exists only in our hearts. Um, (laughs) and minds, uh, if you cast, so basically you can cast invisibility on yourself as an action. Uh, you can step out of it as a bonus action. Uh, it does not have any limited uses. You can do this as much as you want, uh, which I will come to Rue shortly. Um, but basically, uh, it's it's classic uh, video game and or fantasy game rules. Um, while you're invisible, um, you can't uh, take attack actions. If you're hit, uh, you'll drop out. Um, all that, that usual fun bullshit. Uh, so... Yeah, um, you remain invisible until the ring is removed, you attack or cast a spell, or until you use a bonus action to become visible again. Okay. And I think we'll add the caveat that if you're hit, you'll have to roll to keep it up. Sure. Just to make life a little yeah, bit Yeah, like maybe it does that cool thing where like you get hit and it's like you can, like it glimmers and you can kind of see me. and Yeah, yeah we yeah, are totally. 100% on the same page about yeah. how cool uh-huh. invisibility <laughs> <Yeah>. shit works. <laughs> I think have we both played uh, what are they called video games? <laughs> are those some kind of games 
on a television, uh, perhaps. Video games. Yes. I'm just imagining if you get hit, it becomes that weird predator blending where it's like ripples that you can see from behind you. That's exactly what I was Actually, I could tell you all about that one adventure I had. It was pretty insane. I had to cover myself in mud. Anyway, it doesn't matter right now. We'll have time for stories later. (laughs) You tell you all about those disappointing sequels I had. Took Look, from a predator. Let's just say whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so uh, yeah. So not Pete. You just kind of blink out of sight. Um, the uh, I'm actually I'm going to get you to roll me a stealth check if you wouldn't mind, Cat. Only because uh, since there is rainfall, uh, you've got a bit of the uh, the classic. How do you beat the invisible man thing going on? Right. Um, uh, and then Laura and Tyler, if you could roll me stealth checks as well. Okay, so I got a total of 18. 18? Okay, great. So you're fine. It, it's basically just a, it's less actually actively hiding and more just recognizing that this is a thing that's happening so you can like step under a tree. Um, right. So you're good. Minus I, 12. I rolled a one. So because I'm lucky, I re-rolled. So uh, either a, a nat 20 or 33, whichever. Jesus! <laughs> Whichever is better for cradle to the grave, Quinny Brambarrow. <laughs> I had a one. Now I have a crit fit or crit success. Um, yeah. Fuck! Do you have plus thirteen expertise? That's like oh, you are very shit. good at a, a few things. God. Um, that's, so yeah. that's amazing. As as you will remember from uh, the famous uh, halfling heroes of the traveling play, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, all halflings are invisible if they're under a slight overhang near something spooky that won't bother to look past that overhang. Mm-hmm. So you just dive immediately into, um, there's like a fallen tree <laughs> with just like a little bit of a, a, a lip. And like, it's it's like you're wearing Octo Camo from Metal Gear. You're just gone. Um, yeah. and, I, uh, I, I like I like put on a skull. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> just great. You look like Cubone. It's very yeah. adorable. Um, yes. Tyler, because uh, this is a kind of innocuous check and I can't give you a proper, uh, like, critical success on this, uh, I'm going to give you um, a hold uh, to carry forward. Uh, So on your next stealth-related check, um, you can uh, have advantage. Okay. I will also say if you're in a combat where you normally wouldn't have uh, advantage for sneak attack, uh, you can have it for free for one, one use. But... Keep in mind, this is the next combat, so you can't have this forever, but it's a one-use thing. How many more sleeps until Strahd? <laughs> <laughs> you just avoid fighting for the rest yeah. of the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean... Uh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, uh, Kat, since we last played, I've stolen a bunch of mechanics from other games I like, um, so I'll just make sure to explain those as we go. Um, but the one that is perhaps of most use now uh, is something called Stress. Uh, so basically, oh, uh, you have... I use that to finish most of my projects in life. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know I all we... about this. Yeah. I was like, what's the one thing that can make workaholics such as us better? Oh, let's gamify stress, um, which incidentally is just running a podcast network. Um, but uh, basically, it's a mechanic um, that we've stolen from Blades in the Dark, uh, which is a, a, another very not Pete friendly game. Um, but basically, the idea is uh, you have five points of stress and we use stress to essentially force flashbacks to explain why you have something that you don't currently have on your sheet. So uh, an easy example would be like, oh, I'm trying to pick a lock, but I, uh, I don't have lock picks. Oh, okay. Well, I want to spend some stress to explain that like one time I was on a similar mission and I couldn't get through a fucking door and it's haunted me. So now I always carry lock picks in my boot. 
Um, and then I'll tell you how many points of stress that that will cost you. For often, it doesn't come up because everyone's kind of super powered right now. But um, yeah, just keep it in mind as as an option. Um, or if it's, I mean, if it can even be something like I want blasting powder. There's no reason for me to have that right now. Here's why I I would. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, just for your your tool belt. Um, Noted. That's going in the gratitude journal. <laughs> no, shucks. Yeah. Uh, dear diary, it finally <laughs> happened. I made it into someone else's diary. Um, <laughs> okay, so Reginald, you um, you uh, sort of wave down uh, the rider, and um, you uh, just hear uh, the, the the skeleton kind of clack its teeth and say, uh, "One side, civilian. I must escape this cursed realm." Okay, uh, he'll just <laughs> step aside to let him go. Um, he says, thank you. You should do the same. We hero types must always endeavor to escape this realm. And he disappears into the uh, the mist. Um, and you kind of hear the um, the, the sort of clatter of uh, hooves. Um, and then moments later, um, a blast of bones uh, comes flying out of the mist. Oh. Um, raining, uh, kind of raining down on you, um, Reginald, as you you sit there. Or it reminds you of the, the bone rains back home. Uh, so, you know, there there is something to that. Um, uh, I haven't had a shower in a while. Yeah, it's a grim dark shower. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the bones kind of rain down on you and... Um, you uh you sort of see the skeleton's head uh the skull kind of rolls to the side and says well poop perhaps tomorrow will be a better attempt uh and then you see like a skeletal hand start to drag itself towards the skull kind of like picking up and throwing bones towards it into like a little bone pile all right um, so you're a hero of some kind i mean isn't it obvious for my heroic charge to free myself? Well, I mean, from my experience, heroes do tend to explode. So, sure. Um, I'm Reginald Tingler, uh, the Butcher of Winchester. Uh, so, what what the hell's going on here? Uh, Just with all this, the gestures to the land, the mist. Uh, and if you could talk really loud... Uh, maybe there are people in the woods listening. Oh, no, I... Trust me, I have attempted this several times and have seen none but yourself, a solitary warrior. Interesting, not traveling with companions. I would have, but I see no one and thus believe in no one. Uh, in any case, uh, my name is uh, Junpai Hachiro, and I have died. And he, like, angrily, like, throws a thigh bone at, at his little pile. Um, he's like, some time ago, I fear. This place truly is a, a place of nightmares. You should not have come here. But now that you are here, well, welcome. Welcome to Barovia. It's not great. Uh, but yes, I have been attempting to escape the mists for quite some time. I must go in search of companions. I, too, arrived without an adventuring party and truly regret it. It was not my best call. Quinny uh, will emerge in like ah! remove the skull helmet that he had put on. Yeah, not Pete, like, uh, 
uh, takes off like the, uh, so I just assume it's like an invisibility rig. Like I'm just going full Lord of the Rings here. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we did declare ourselves the Fellowship of the Strahd. I feel like it's warranted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just like take but it's, you know, taking such a, taking it off in a way that I'm like not sued for copyright infringement. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, not Pete said, uh, uh, it's like, yes, it would be foolish to venture into this place alone. L- look out, new friend. There appear to be villains afoot. What? Sneaky villains. No, and then he, like, throws a bone okay. at Quinny. They're, hey. They're, 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 with, they're with me. Don't throw body parts at them. Do, um, do, do oh. I'm staying hidden. I think it's ridiculous that In that case, revealed themselves. Small man, could you toss back mine femur? <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, and I'll just uh, toss the, the bone back over to... Uh, this pile of this pile of bones. Many so listen, things. selfish, selfish <laughs> question. But uh, are you saying if we die here, we don't die? We actually live forever? Um, well, no that uh, that that's that's not true of of most who have died within this accursed place. I merely uh, carry with me this, and he kind of like opens his jaw, and uh, you can actually see that one of his teeth is um, uh, gold. And there seems to be a diamond sunk into it. And not Pete just goes, oh, just immediately, <laughs> immediately wanting it so badly. I learned that uh, this realm was full of dangers. And so I made myself somewhat death proof. As long as I have this tooth, I may reattempt my escape once per day or long rest. Um, but, uh, so far it has been of no avail, but no, most, most that perish here do not live forever in an endless cycle. Although I, I, I do understand that there are some fates worse than death in this realm. So if we were to take out this, uh, let's call it a groundhog tooth, uh, and just hammer it into our own mouth, would we just keep living the same day forever? Okay. Well, first of all, it's very rude. It's my property, but no. No, it's attuned simply to me. If to you, it would just be a golden tooth with a diamond in it. And I don't know oh, what possible use you could have for that. Yes, just a golden tooth. I mean, it means literally life and death to me, and, and to you, it would just be a, a trinket of some sort. But uh, no, it is attuned to me. You should have planned better before you came here. I mean, Has anyone seen a toe bone? Pretty good in so much as we're here to kill Strahd. So I feel like that's. Pretty um, good, pretty he does a classic skull, like skull laugh, like I'm, <laughs> and the jaw kind of like jingles around in a fun cocoa way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, just says, "Oh well, uh, I didn't realize I was talking to the Slayers of Strahd. Well, congratulations! I'm so excited for you. You're going to do great, I'm sure." Your um, sarcasm is not appreciated. Also, how are you talking? Like, where are your vocal cords? It's all in the tooth. Oh, wow. Fair enough. That's wow. some tooth. That's what it is. Uh, cool it is I, I paid dearly for it. But in any case. Uh, Can I get the name of your dentist? <laughs> yes, it's uh, uh, Dr. Stephen Crocodile. Uh, he is um, a dentist. Yes. And where does where does he live? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, he is. Uh, you want to know where his home is, not his business? <laughs> The, uh, the the finest. Well, I mean, odds odds are the business is in the same town. It'd be weird if he set up a long cart ride to work. Well, I mean, some people. It depends. Like, if uh, if he's in the city center, maybe it's too expensive to live where he works. And the commuting's real. I mean, 
That's true. But if he's in the gentrifying neighborhood, I don't know how long Skeleton Man's been running. So they, he could have shifted the business. Like, I really, I need to find the man, and then I can go through the real estate records. Uh, so where does he live? Um, says, uh, oh, uh, he he lives on the uh, the outskirts of uh, the the ruins of Neverwinter uh, after the uh, the great uh, Tarask attack destroyed the city and killed all inside. Uh, he was able to find some very cheap real estate. And then Reginald turned to Quinny. So the Tarask attack, what, like a month ago? That's uh, news to me. There was when when did that happen? Oh, Mr. like uh, uh, about uh, thirty years ago. I wasn't alive. Um, see, what what year was that, though? If you do like the date, uh, he throws out a year on a calendar that is unfamiliar to all th- four of you. That's um, that's nonsense. You just talked a bunch of doo doo talk there. That doesn't make any uh, okay, sense. Okay, well, uh, uh, look, I'm just trying to be helpful and give you a recommendation. Also, I think I get a discount on my next soul tooth if uh, if you know I can get out of here if I refer people. So, um, I, okay, I, so I should name drop you is what you're saying. Please do. Yes, yes. Um, I would give you his business card, but you know, no hands, arms, legs, or body. Um, because oh, you can uh, my my assembly. Uh, my business card is 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 in the the, the satchel on uh, uh, dear sweet Alabaster Thursday over there. Um, oh yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. Okay, very good. Uh, and it's it's going to take most of a day. It's very hard. There there are a lot of bones in the human body. I'll tell you what. And uh, listen, you don't want to miss a vertebrae. I did that once, and whew, what an uncomfortable day. Plus, I assume when I make it to the other side of the mist, I will just magically transform back into my own handsome self. And I certainly want everything to be where it's supposed to be. That's a, that's a big assumption. Say, there's a lot of different bones lying around here. Why can't you just become some kind of super skeleton? Listen, I drank a lot of milk to make sure these bones were as dense as possible, so I don't want some shitty, weak bones. Like a bird. Like a (laughs) stupid bird. A skeleton is racist against people with osteoporosis? That is a very funny concept, abstractly. (laughs) So you're telling me it's a choice and not a, a limitation of the magic. You're just deliberately choosing to be the same skeleton that explodes every day, is it? Uh, yes, once a day, and once explode a day. is a is a strong term. It's a heroic escape foiled by by mysterious supernatural powers. Now, how heroic can this possibly be if you still find yourself exploding every single day? Nothing is going to change unless you defeat the source of this power. You thought yeah, that? That's how I lost my super handsome body. So, not too interested in doing that again. Uh, but you know, good luck to you. I mean, we heard you. You were lamenting that you had to do it alone. You could come with us. I mean, sure, but then I'm just going to waste like three days worth of attempts because then you'll all die and then we'll all be right back here. Oh, and we'll do this as a team, too. Mm. No, no, we don't have a soul tooth, he says from the saddlebags <laughs> in the back. He's like, he kind of laid this one out. Sort of a him thing. We just died. Yeah. Uh, so you... Um, you pull out sort of a, a bunch of personal effects, um, but they're all in a language you don't understand. Um, yeah. If uh, Not P takes a look at those effects, is there anything that Not P could possibly like glean from that, or um, only that? Uh, I think you, perhaps, of all four of the people, are the most likely to have actually seen pretty much every written language in like pretty much uh, in Faerun. Yeah. Um, at least as many as could kind of be be found. Like um, Twelve. Yeah, like 12. Um, this is, uh, it looks almost like that weird uh, Star Wars written language where everything is just like um, very, 
um, shape-based uh, rather than than text-based. So I think you could ascertain, like, none of this stuff looks too important. It just looks like kind of basically traveling documents. Um, but it's also in a, a language that is is uh, completely unknown to you. Mm. Hmm. Tom. Yep. Because everything's a little bit Calvin Ball. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, would it be possible to spend stress to have searched the saddlebags before I showed the group anything to see if there was something magical that Alan might like? Because Reginald exists in a world of, I don't know what kind of hero this is. I need Alan to be my friend. Alan wants magic. I'll steal something. <laughs> sure. Uh, can you roll a sleight of hand check? So I feel like the minute you open that bag, uh, given that not Pete and Quinny are like master thieves, uh, you know, it's 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 like opening a bag of food near a dog. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's loot. Oh, okay. If you drop that on the floor, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Such um, a master thief move. <laughs> uh, so ten, um, yeah, Ryan, you don't find anything. You get the sense that um, uh, Hachiro is likely a um, a warrior. Um, there's you know the like some of the stuff you would expect to find um, basically in your own pack. So like oil for the blade, um, a wet stone, like that sort of thing. Um, but there doesn't seem to be anything magical. Also, um, you note that he doesn't have a sword. He has no armor. Uh, he literally just, it's its him and his skeletal horse, and that seems to be about it. So I, I, ste- I step out and I just say, like, so are you going to, like, show us to whatever castle fortress thing are you gonna show us the way or not i mean no i'm doing my own thing i'm the main character of this story you're just a bunch of people who are a fun encounter for me on my adventure how dare you call me an npc i have a rich inner life i i'm sure you do Maybe uh, if we're not important, you can help us with our uh, side quest then. We're looking for three items. They're called the Devil's Tomb, the Icon of Ravenkind, and the Sun Scythe. And you know what? You could really improve your heroism if you could give us uh, directions to find those. Okay, well, I've, I've never heard a quick side quest. of any of those items. Um, although they do, they do sound like a worthy side quest. Huh, I, I suppose I should have power leveled before I went to face the demon. Um, oh did did you face Strahd? Like, did you I, I see did. the man himself? I did. He is strikingly handsome. Um, That's great. Uh, it, it, look, it sounds like an unimportant detail, but really, when you see this guy, you're 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 gonna know what I mean. Um, right. But uh, uh, me, I uh, I encountered him um, on uh, on. Uh, I was at a, a winery, um, the Wizard of Winery. Uh, it uh, I burned it to the ground as I fleed in the hopes of destroying the Devil Strahd, but he swept down upon me. Uh, he's he, and the the skull kind of like <clears throat> tries to lean in, but he's just a skull, so the skull just awkwardly rolls forward, so his face is down. Um, and he's like, "Oh, well, okay." Um, he's uh, he's very handsome, but he was incredibly badly dressed. Um, he, he had a real scarecrow thing going that was, uh, kind of bizarre. Big straw hat, uh, uh, you know, plaid shirt, uh, and, uh, a burlap pants. It was, it was very strange. I don't know if he was just fucking with me or, or what the deal was, but, um, <clears throat> yes, I, I attempted to attack him in combat and he, he bested me, 
Uh, he and his wolves. Oh, he can summon wolves. Watch out for the wolves. They look like normal wolves, but they are very strong. Anyway, oh, I burned the wolves. Aren't I, don't you know, worry. Donkey Jr. and I are ready for wolves. Uh, and he pats Donkey Jr. on the head because and Donkey Don- Jr.'s people beat the wolves in the Donkey Wars. It's true. He goes, he's narf. Um, and then, like, <laughs> has his eyes go wide and, you know, the, the, the slotted um, blinds hit him like Seymour Skinner thinking about Vietnam. And we just hear the sounds <laughs> of like, oh! And then, like, gunfire and screams. Uh, the platoon theme starts, and Donkey Jr. just stares off into the distance and just goes, He's not. Yeah, we, we zoom into his eye, zoom He's back snarf. out. He's riding one of those fan boats in Vietnam with a machine gun. Zoom yeah, back his into his eye. And CCR is playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, uh, his commander uh, is sitting there with a picture of, of like, um, uh, another hot ass that he's going to marry when he gets home. Uh, and he's just like, hee-haw! And then suddenly, like, uh, a blast of magic takes his head off, and uh, Donkey Jr. is just like, he's a wolf! Um, and then yeah, we cut back. Marlon and Marlon Brando whispers in the background, we are the wolves. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, the rest of you are just watching, like, an adorable tiny donkey just, like, stare and chew endlessly. Um, oh, it, he it, thinks he's people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great. Um, so, uh, what, um, uh, Junpai Hachiro can tell you is kind of the, the rough direction of, of Barovia. Now that you've, um, the village of Barovia, now that you've, um, kind of made it through the mists, um, he, he says he using like one skeletal hand, he kind of points, um, back, uh, the way he came and said, if you sort of travel that way long enough, you'll find a, a path that will, uh, lead to the gates of Barovia. Um, he says uh, Castle Ravenloft uh, overlooks the town uh, and is the the home of uh, Count uh, Strad von Zarovich uh, himself, uh, but that the, the castle is thought to be almost impenetrable and uh, direct assault would be suicide. Um, but he says you, you may find assistance in, in Barovia. Um, he says he, he only spent a day there, but uh, the people seemed... Um, very odd, um, uh, very uh, muted, uh, somewhat um, terrified, and uh, he uh, he said he didn't find much help there, so he continued on deeper into the country to attempt to find help, which is what led him to the winery and to his encounter with Strahd. All right, well, I mean, thanks, thanks for the info. Uh, is there anything we can help you with here and now while you're assembling yourself? Um, if you could just kick some of the bones from uh, Alabaster Thursday towards me, uh, I'm able to pull myself together with the tooth, but I have to reassemble her by hand. Oh, yeah, sure. And Quinny will just pick up some big old horse bones and <laughs> kind of pile them beside his Great. pile. Thank you. You have helped me greatly upon my journey. I shall mention this in my gratitude journal, should I ever make it home. Oh, this uh, this lowly NPC thanks you, sir. Uh, have uh, good luck. Have a good time there. Thank you. Couldn't Goodbye, sweet NPCs. <laughs> Goodbye. And like, uh, not Pete is just like grinding, Olivia. grinding his teeth, just being like, I'm going to get that tooth from his goddamn jaw. Like, I'm like, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can absolutely attempt to do, to do that if you'd like. If you want to do it stealthily, um, you have a couple options. You can put on your ring of invisibility. Um, uh, and basically, I'll just need a sleight of hand check from you. Uh, the skeleton is still a pile of bones. So he actually, he can try and bite you. But beyond that, he's, he's not really in a position to, uh, 
defend himself. Object. Yeah. I, I think um, there's just something... This is really playing havoc with um, not Pete's like uh, sense of self and hubris and all, like all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, how dare this literal pile of bones uh, with absolutely no plan as to tr- not just uh, how to like truly reassemble himself, like just doing the same thing day in, day out, think that I'm an NPC. No, 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 no. So like not Pete just kind of um, almost like gently marches over. Like just Mm -hmm. imagine like a very, um, I don't know, almost like a very, like it's kind of fey, the movements, but it's still very direct. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ben Zound is just like, yes, um, thank you for your help. And I'm going to be taking that and just like Mm -hmm. opens up the jaw and starts like trying to like wrestle the tooth out of its head. All right, go ahead and roll uh, sleight of hand with advantage uh, because you have done this. You've been practicing for this your whole life. Oh, absolutely. Full crocodile dentist mode here. Uh, like, yeah, like I studied under the best. Uh, <laughs> ah, ah! 18. Ah, ah! And suddenly uh, the jaw just drops off um, and the skull ceases to animate uh, as you, you withdraw the tooth. Um, I hold it up to, well, I guess there's, <laughs> light is a strong word for the environment <laughs> that we're in. Truly. Is there anything I can mm-hmm. see in it? Anything that like, can I hear anything coming from it? Because obviously, like, the spirit is still strapped, uh, trapped in there. Um, you uh, can you roll me an Arcana check? Sure. You do see a diamond sunk into it, so like, it is definitely uh, valuable, just as purely a uh, a relic. Um, hold on, just a sec. Do do do. And uh, in the background, Reginald will quiet, like, secretly turn to Alan and be like, so are we murder hobos? Uh, I, I rolled a seven. <laughs> seven. Um, you're not entirely sure. You hold it up to your ear. You, you can't hear anything. Um, but uh, definitely looks uh, valuable and sellable. You're not entirely sure what happened uh, to Hachiro when you took out the, the tooth. Well, and I just tell Reginald, I'm like, uh, I guess we are. Oh, that's a fact. Uh, and he just like shoves his feelings back down inside and just nods. Because uh, in his world, he's like, in my world, they're just, they're roving bands of hobos who just kind of kill people for, for profit and to take their stuff. We're, we're doing that. Well, can't kill I that mean, I'm not already dead. That, you think that guy was already dead, huh? Well, basically, it was a skeleton. Don't look hey, at King me Quinny, like that. What do you think of this? Sorry, I, I. What was that again? I was saying, uh, hey, King Quinny, what do you think of this? Hey, I think it was just a. I think it was just a gold tooth with a diamond in it. Man, I mean, we got like, like you said, we got we got bigger stuff going on. That's right. Uh, Much bigger stuff, isn't that right, Quinny? Yeah. <laughs> C- can you just do us a favor and just try sticking that tooth back in his head? Just see if we can, just to know that we can unring that bell would just be nice to know. I mean, all right, all right. If you don't want this on your soul, fine. Uh, Not Pete, uh, just goes back to the skull, just kind of grumbling a little bit like, you're the NPC, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Puts puts the tooth back in the skull. Uh, And suddenly the, the skull animates again. He goes, ah! Uh, ah, I, 
Ah, oh, for a second, I, I thought I had escaped this realm. I was, I had, I knew peace, but now I'm back here. I will do a musical episode to explain my feelings. And then... Uh, yoink! <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, uh, and I hold, I uh, not Pete holds up the tooth and just kind of like cocks an eyebrow, like you happy now? Um, uh, this is something that I, I I'm confident Quinny and um, not Pete would would know about each other. But I just want to confirm for rules and stuff like that. Tom, um, does does or or even if Cat knows, does not Peter Baelish know uh, or understand thieves can't? Yes, I I think that's a safe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Cat, but I would say that's a safe bet, given that all sort of like technically, like your class is a bard, but I've always kind of assumed, given your knowledge of uh, the ways of the world. Yeah, if I have a criminal background, that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Then just through some very subtle gestures, um, Quinny communicates like, Uh, we haven't. Tyler, I hate to do this. But as a continuity note, we established that thieves have can't. Have I done thieves can't before? You have. Uh, in season one, you determined that uh, it was beatboxing. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh man! So what a dumb shit I was. Anyway, so yeah, so I, I lay down a, a fat fucking beat. Um, <laughs> that, uh, but I, I mean, I Tyler Hewitt can't beatbox for shit, so it's just always the same. Like. <laughs> I think we the yeah there we go yeah, yeah I was like yeah, I need an but, example you can't get away with that yeah but yeah. the only thing is I want I'm going to be wanting to communicate different things but it's always just going to be maybe maybe it's your maybe your um like it's different BPM that like that asserts like perhaps different ideas with within the beatboxing. Um, yeah, I, and I, the I, conversational I, change is not Pete layers on top of what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's have a conversation. Um, so what was conveyed during your your beatbox? Uh, uh, we can just it. Yes, we can. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just uh, um, uh, we we have an audience, and your actions are being judged. Please put the tooth back. And I, I just like <laughs> kind of go back to the skull, just kind of like in order in order to say like I'm doing like basically saying I'm doing this for you, okay. Because thank you, okay, yeah. and just just beatboxing gratitude. It's like I recognize that and thank you. All right, well, let me hear that. Uh, so I put the tooth back in to into the skull. Let's go. Ah, ah, here again. Truly, my escape has been foiled once more. Oh well, uh, and and audibly in in common, Quinn is just like ah, good old not Peter Baelish. Always just kind of fooling around, knowing exactly how that magic works and just kind of having to laugh. All right. And uh, not, not Pete laughs like, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, but like when someone laughs and like the smile doesn't reach their eyes and he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. ah yes. What a Jake. <laughs> uh, and with that, you leave um, uh, the um, uh, I, twice I'd like, dead. I'd like, to hang, I'd like to hang back. Okay. If, if you don't mind. Sure. Just the, for a second. The rest of us go and just you. Yeah, and yeah, just okay. uh, and I just kind of whispered to Hichiro, I'm like, do you do you want to be at peace like you were those two times? I, I mean, uh, I 
I escaped twice. I'm sure the next time I escape will be the correct one. Truly all I want is freedom from this horrible place. Okay, shut up. And I grab the tooth and I pocket it. (laughs) Oh, this is going to come back later for sure. Um, And I feel like as he's walking, Reginald is doing that laugh that Michael Scott did when he gave his parting gift to Oscar and Oscar was like, oh, thank you. And then they cut to Michael in his office and he's just cackling because he's like, it's the worst painting I've ever done. (laughs) He thought it was the best I could do. (laughs) He thinks so little of me. Uh, And it's just Reginald kind of chuckling to himself that Quinny thinks he would believe after they clearly, she's taking, he's taking the tooth. They're having an argument musically (laughs) <laughs> Tooth gets returned, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he decided to do it because he knew." <laughs> oh, but I mean, I think sticking to the, like the way thieves can't works is like it's imperceptible. Like we just beatbox for no reason. <laughs> I'm just saying, as a guy who works for a lot of language bosses, <laughs> knowing just clearly, I, like, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I agree that that would normally have been imperceptible. Except we had an argument beforehand where not Pete clearly didn't want to give it up. And then there was beatboxing and then gave it up and claimed it was for kind reasons. <laughs> I think you can do the math. Uh, as we're walking away, Quinny will um, uh, just uh, sidle up to um, uh, uh, Reginald and say, uh, hey, good work back there. Way to keep your cool with that uh, that skeleton messenger. Like you, you seem really comfortable in these bone fields and stuff like that. But I just want to say skeletons riding skeletal horses are usually super bad news where we're from. So, uh, you know, way to keep a cool head. Just want you to know I, I saw that. Gonna remember that. You're doing Thanks, better. King. Go, King. And Quinny's, like, eyes narrow. He's uh, <laughs> just like, he keeps saying that. Uh, and uh, with newfound feelings of, nope, still the same feelings of <laughs> Veganese, uh, and with Alan with a, a, a fresh pocket full of tooth, um, the Fellowship of Strahd uh, approaches the gates of Barovia. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H. ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Louis, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com/slash/DumDumDice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network. 
where fiction producers flourish. Sine. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.